Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Bombs Wednesday Service. I am Naima Cochran. Um, many of you know me as the senior pastor of Music Sermon. Um, and with me, once again, I have not just one person, but two, but I'll let my trusty co-host introduce himself first. My name is Karen Phillips here once again. Naima is keeping me around. And as always, since she's the pastor, I'm picking <laughs> up the offerings. <laughs> and um, I'm inviting everybody to make the rounds from the, from the OG Bomb podcast. And this week, Trey is with us. Hi, Trey. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming through. Um, Trey hit me up the other day and was like, yo, let me know when you need me to come on. And I was like, well, actually, since you mentioned it, this is what we're talking about. Come on through. Um, before we get too deep into anything, because we have a few things to cover today, I want to, as is our um, custom, get into some housekeeping and just remind you guys that while I am with you on Wednesdays, there is a vast array of programming available to you from Count the Dings pretty much every day of the week. So under Count the Dings proper, you will find the Dad Pod, you will find Cinephobe, which is the worst movies that you love, which is really kind of an interesting take on, on movie criticism. You should check it out. Um, and then, of course, the Friday Mailbag. On the Bomb feed, you have the OG show on Tuesdays. You have me on Wednesdays. You have Woke Bro Bros on Thursdays. And then you also have Pack Your Knives covering Top Chef on Thursdays as well. And, Trey, you have something new coming up on Thursdays, too. Yes, I have uh, Growing Up the Same, uh, mm -hmm. you know, starting off produced by Rob Lopez and then you know we'll, we'll he'll, he'll teach me the game but uh um, works so hard yeah yeah young guru uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh the podcast is about you know just sharing uh similar uh experiences in our adolescence um but mm -hmm. then also giving vital advice to our 18 year old selves oh i love that i love the idea of giving vital advice to your 18 year old self i actually i'm gonna have, i'm gonna come back to that that, that's the great thing. I'm going to come back to that. Um, and then also, we do invite you to become a patron of Count the Dings. Our Patreon has some exclusive pods that you cannot get under our normal feed. It's patreon.com, Count the Dings. So, with the business aspect out of the way, we got some messy shit to talk about this week. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be frank with you guys. Like, I was really weighing how much of this I wanted to get into. Um, some of this, like the guys already covered yesterday on bomb, you know, the TL has, the timeline has been all up and through it. So I don't necessarily want to rehash details, but there's a couple of things that like, we kind of have to touch on and I'm going to start, even though I really don't want to talk about his ass at all. I got to start with Kanye. We didn't get into it last week. We didn't, we meant we were going to possibly touch on Kanye last week, but we just, we just went over time with Sean King. And I want to thank all of you guys. A lot of you guys have hit us up, um, retweeted, reposted, DM me to say you never really got it. Now you kind of understand. So first of all, thank y'all for listening and, and for sharing and for coming at us with your comments. We want, we want to encourage you to continue to do that. And, so you're um, saying there was a benediction. There was a benediction. Okay. Um, you know, you, I think you, that you some, saved some souls. We might we might have saved some souls and some coins. coins. If you can some coins. Listen, if we that's 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 the ultimate goal of ministry is not just to preach a good sermon. It is to actually convert and save souls. So if we saved even one, I don't know what you came to do. Our job was done. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't give that man no money. Jesus. Um, that white man no money. <laughs> so anyway, so thank you guys for listening and, and for continuing to tell us what you like. And, you know, also, like I said, if there's something you want to hear more of, less of, let us know. We're still a new show. We're growing. So anyway, that said, 
We meant to get into some other people as well last week, and I mentioned that we might possibly talk about um, Mr. West, and we just didn't have time. And this week, I want to start with him, but not really him, because honestly, fuck Kanye. And I'm just, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I don't, I don't even have more to say about this point. The, the ministry shit, the MAGA shit, the highly irresponsible public platform of like, I'm not taking my meds shit. The slavery is a choice. I'm just, I'm so tired of Kanye Omari West, but I do want to talk about Chance the Rapper. Um, and so, all right, obviously I know you guys all know listeners, but yay tweeted about a week ago, um, that he's running for president in 2020. And it's not the first time he said that. He said it since 15, 16, he said it since 16, that he might consider running for president in 2020. Um, then he did like a really kind of off the rails Forbes interview to talk about it further. My issue is we all know that there's no actual potential that Kanye is going to end up on a ticket. So the more we actually give this air the bigger a problem it becomes. Because even though it's probably a promo stunt, there really is a segment of fans that he has that believe anything this motherfucker says. So my concern is that when Kanye doesn't end up on a ticket, there's going to be a whole swath of of young would-be voters who are claiming, you know, it's a conspiracy and the Democrats did something and it, they're trying to hold Ye back and they don't want a free thinker, blah, blah, blah. So... Your man Chance, Chancellor, who is, you know, educated young man. Parents actually educated adjacent. He was raised by educated black people. Let's put it that way. He was raised. He was raised by educated black people. Parents actually were even somehow like involved in the Obama Obama administration, even if they didn't work directly for Obama. I think when Obama was in Chicago. Um so I say this to say, has access to people he can talk to to socialize his ideas about civics and the election process and candidates and what we need and what we don't. So yesterday, no, yeah, yesterday, he decides he's going to actually stage a debate on a timeline about the strength of Biden versus the strength of Kanye as an actual candidate. Did you guys? I'm sure you saw this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I Trey, seen. What a- was the, Trey? What was your thought? Well, I, I've never been big on Plant the Rapper like that. Um, Not Plant the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got that from Waz. Shout out to Waz. That's actually um, hilarious. But yeah, I, I've never been kind of. He, he's always been cornball brother to me, but he also is a positive mm-hmm. spirit. Um, nice. And I wanted to give him that credit, but then this hill to die on. Obviously, most of most of his generation has grew up on Kanye, so they see that he can't do anything wrong, right. um, but and don't know how to separate the two. So the fact that he was ideally like, look, you know, this, that, and the third, I'm co-signing it, and then he had Terry Crews jump in, and I'm like, right. oh, that's the that's the wrong nigga to be really trying to jump in here and really say something like, yeah, yeah. you just. He's just trying to be because Terry Crews has adopted the free the free thinker um, buzzword. This is what when you think freely for yourself or what Terry Crews has also decided that he's dying on whatever the fuck. Hill, I don't even know what hill he's on right now, but whatever it is, he done plant a flag on that motherfucker. But but to your point, like you said, Chance's generation grew up on Ye. They really don't see where he can do anything wrong. And and. It's a generation, and I'm not even trying, this isn't even to be insulting. It's a generation of people who really don't care to seek beyond a certain level of information to find out if what they're being told is true, right? So Kanye can tell them, you know, the FBI has wiretaps in my house, and somebody else can be like, that doesn't make any sense because it would have to take X, Y, Z. They'd be like, no, you're lying. It's a conspiracy theory because Kanye said it. Like, it's that simple for them. So that was my concern with the whole chance argument. And your man was actually like arguing a platform for Kanye, like a literal, you know, abolition and, and I don't know what else did he say? Reparations, which first of all, let's be honest. Like you can't just put abolition and and, and reparations on a, on a fucking ticket. But I mean, that was my concern is that you are really framing him as though he is a viable candidate to run 
any fucking thing, like anything. Like Kanye can't run anything. Like Kanye can't run a bookstore. Like, you know, I'm just, I just, I don't know. What What do you think, Karn? You're well, a Midwestern dude. These are your people. Well, I mean, like, it's layer, and, and I'll get to the Kanye in a second, but first about the chance thing, how you said about educated, mm-hmm. adjacent. Too many times um, in this era, like, we automatically label people educated or smart when they haven't actually proved it. Right. Um, so, which I'm happy you said adjacent, because, like, I have family members, like aunts and aunties, who think they know more about politics than me. And I'm like, I've covered a whole DNC and statewide and local and national political races. But y'all think y'all know more about how voting works than I do. But they just think I don't know shit. So just because you know somebody relate to somebody who knows somebody smart don't mean you actually smart. But the thing about the Kanye thing is you said about this generation, even for us, the people who are old enough to remember when Kanye got started and jumped in the game, and you can say from 04 to 2010 was the hottest rapper on earth. Even then, in the height of Kanye, there was no way in the world at his best that he could have been, not even run for president, but run for any, uh, Literally elect, anything. elected anything. So now, even you, though you have this generation of kids, that's like, that's all they know, but still... It's like those kids in themselves or these people or his followers who could potentially vote for him, in my mind, they weren't going to vote Democratic or Joe Biden anyway, because if you can be swayed that easily, then you weren't going to show up and do what you needed to do in the polls when it came down to it. I don't think they were going to vote at all. But 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 there is a, a very um, just kind of unaffected, completely just uninterested and disengaged uh, segment of of people who are old enough to vote and possibly even registered to vote that I think Kanye could possibly tap into and that maybe are, maybe don't fuck with Biden or are just picking up on talking points that they shouldn't fuck with Biden, right? Even if they don't know themselves. But going back to the educated thing, instead of getting into like Chance himself, but with Chance and Terry, right? I think what we're seeing are two different and, and with Kanye, we're in this... I always blame participation trophies and everybody's pictures going on the refrigerator mm-hmm. and, and people being told... And I know it's a little curmudgeon of me to do that, but... No, 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 no. I you're, speaking, you're speaking the truth. Somewhere in here, we all decided that... Like, because we all now had a platform and we all had a voice, that everybody's voice was should be weighted equally. And that's just absolutely not true. And you can be completely brilliant in one sector like chance is a great artist he's a great creative but that doesn't mean that you're brilliant in everything that doesn't mean that you can speak to everything that doesn't mean like i can hold forth about a whole host of shit i'm not about to go on bomb and try to tell a mean i know better about sports than he does you know what i'm saying like i can't i can't do that that's not my field i don't know what i'm talking about so that part frustrates me that Chance himself even. But but the other part is like, this is not the first time Chance has done this. Like, just jumped Correct. all the way out the window. And then, I think last time it was Donald Trump Jr., then once somebody who he knows he doesn't want to be aligned with is like, yeah, exactly that. Then he's like, oh, oh, shit, my bad. Let me, let me back it on up. And this year, more than any year, I think that we just can't, we can't afford that shit. I don't it, know. Like I said, it, like, it's, like it's, the stakes are too high. It's something that, like, I often, I even told my dad this once. As someone who writes opinion and has ran a statewide newspaper where I was over the opinion pages, and I learned a very important lesson in why your point to speaking of how with social media, everyone has a platform and everyone has a voice. But I would tell people all the time, what I've learned is just because you have an opinion your opinion can be wrong. Yeah. Now, you have the right to it, but if you have the right to tell you you're wrong. It's based off things that are factually incorrect, yet you believe that. Mm. I can respect that you have an opinion. I don't have to respect your opinion if it's based and it's factually incorrect. And people don't understand that because they think, well, this is what I think. How can you belittle it? Because that shit wrong. Like you can believe the sky is red, but that doesn't mean that the sky is actually red. I don't have to respect that. Trey, do you think that we've been looking too much? Because I also have an issue with the fact that 
celebrities say something stupid, we tell them to shut up. But when they don't say anything, people will be like, well, why isn't such and such saying something? Do you think that we're that we're asking too much of just people with big platforms, right? As a culture, as a race, I think mm-hmm. we're the only race that really says help. Ask for help. Yeah. We hit the emergency break glass for people with money. And we yeah. think people with money are intellectually well-versed on certain topics. And we need to stop doing that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's really people that don't have the fame that are really putting the work every day, that's putting in the blood, sweat, and tears and actually doing something. Um, and we're just getting embarrassed. You know what I mean? Because again, mm. most of the people that are speaking out are out of touch. They yeah. haven't been to the bank in 10 years. They haven't been to the grocery store. They haven't been around us in a very long time. So when you They're ask these bubble. questions, we get so easily offended. Like, how could he say that? And I'm like, yeah, bruh, he might not ever get pulled over by the cops because he don't even drive no more. Right. <laughs> like, so <laughs> those are the realistic factors that we have to kind of start thinking about. And I think we're we're so quick to say, oh, my God, we really need such and such to speak on because we give all our energy to these people. So when right. it comes to a, a Kanye sort and everybody loved college dropout and they love the other work that he put out. It and was for like, some reason, sorry to interrupt you. And for some reason, Kanye got branded as a conscious rapper when he was not a conscious rapper. I just want to put that. He was just there. a regular nigga rapper. It was just a nigga rapper. He just wasn't rapping about guns and shit. He was just he, doing it over some old soul samples and some fucking jazz breaks, which made people want to call him. A, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh sorry. no, you're fine. But Waz <laughs> made a great point that this guy has been playing the part his entire mm-hmm. career. You know what I mean? As right. far as like rapping about mainly you only hear about his mom, but his dad was in his life the entire time. Yeah. He always felt like he was getting picked on for wearing polo, which no one really cared. They just, no. just kind of like, that's probably just a weird dude or whatever. Like if you right. just dress different, you dress different. And then just kind of switching it up and just trying to play victim the entire part. So now we're, we're kind of like the jig is up. Um, and as dangerous as it is, he has the Kardashian machine behind him with 880 mm. million followers. Like mm. you say, you have to kind of be nervous about those situations because, you know, you know, Bomani mentioned, oh, we don't have to take this dude serious and people don't have to take this. Serious. But yes, you do, because the young you, the youth generation, our age is kind of like, watch out, cut that bullshit out, sit down. Right. You know what I mean? But it's a whole nother machine going around. That's on the internet that will just do whatever it takes to be have some type of association. And they think it's funny because we're in the age of trolling, you know what I mean? And not really understanding the consequences of it. So, um, and and they all, yeah, they think that, like you said, they think the trolling is, is funny. And I think we have to remember like the diehards who are listening to the, even though like, I remember somebody tried to tell me I was too old to understand Kanye. And I was like, we're the same fucking age. What are you talking about? Me and Kanye, like, Kanye is not 22. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, he got y'all thinking that Yeah, he's 42 years old, 41 years old, whatever. I was like, what are you talking about? And, and, but, but there is a group of like 20 somethings. They only know stand culture. They only know hashtags. They only know reasons Like they literally don't know what, a time without clout chasing, right? So, like, for them, this is what they do. And we, we like you said, we think it's easy to tune it out, but that's the part I worry about, is, like, the people who are really actually paying attention to it's it. It's also uh, a part of that is they they didn't see all of the different forms of Kanye that we know. Right. Like, I was having this conversation with a friend, and I used to be, like, the biggest Kanye fan in the world. And I still am like, I don't, I'm not here for all this bullshit the last couple of years. Like I've, I've been calling them just like everybody else. But I often tell people, I was like, Kanye West has not changed. His message has, but right. the way he acts, the way he carries himself, the things he does. I was like, listen to old stories. The greatest Kanye story I ever heard was when I think uh, Scott Veneer, who does the music for like all the HBO shows, mm-hmm. he did a, a, a Twitter thread a, a years and years ago. And he was like, the first time I saw Kanye was at Sundance. And this is like before he got his deal. And there were some movie streaming. And Dame was there. And Dame brought out some acts. And he was like, it was this room full of white folks. And they let Kanye rap when Kanye was still the in-house producer. Mm-hmm. And Kanye did like Jesus Walks and a whole bunch of other stuff we love now. 
And they was like, Kanye was performing an hour in, like everybody's just mingling, drinking wine or whatever. And Kanye was like, stop the music. Like, listen, pay I'm attention to me. The greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> pay attention. Right. You have greatness in front of you. And he was like, 20 minutes later, the place was going wild and Kanye had him re- eating out of his hands. So he was like, when y'all see him spaz out now, he was like, yo, dude's literally not changed. No, I he's seen always him been do like this that. before he had a deal. I'm just like, everything he's doing is on brand for him. It's just the message. And we missed the dude who was rapping about um, Fred Hampton getting killed. And right. now it's like, slavery is a choice. And it's like, dude, what happened? He's been in Calabasas in a bubble. And, all, and also, <laughs> I do think... Thing. Yeah, you've been in this sterile-ass house with no colors in it at all whatsoever. Um, in mood lights. With a, bu- <laughs> with a bunch of rich-ass fucking 24-year-olds um, who are dressed funny telling you that you're brilliant. Like, that's, like and, and you've never even participated in the election process in your life, which is a whole other problem that whatever. So, yeah, I, um, I am concerned, but I do, I do want to... Part of this is also where we've gotten to as a... As a country as a as a culture like this is how we got trump the whole you know well he's rich and he has influence and he has to kind of know what he's doing but trump opens that door up for anybody to be like fuck it any culture personality person to be like why shouldn't i just run for fucking president like why why not why not do it why not skip not congressman not City council, not, not governor, mayor, governor, not governor. Like even Arnold Schwarzenegger at least ran for governor and was actually a decent governor. You know what I mean? Like, and, and at least was married into a political family. You know, like not even that. Just like let me just be. Pre- why not? Just fuck it. Let me be, just be president. And 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 people be like, why not? As well, right? Yeah. So okay, enough on Kanye. I just I'm tired and I do not have the energy for all the shenanigans. All the way until November. Like I just know I don't. I can and tell I, you're tired because you did the tired black woman hand. I I just I'm just so tired of that child. I really am. He's and the I, black. And he's the black Joe Exotic. He really is. He really is. He really is. Like in a real way, down to the music and everything. Um, and I and I can't I can't hold his wife's family responsible. I really can't hold anybody responsible. I can't be like, I, Kim needs to get him and make him take his... I can't hold anybody else responsible at this point but him. I just... I'm a pray. And I'm a pray for all these stupid people who think he actually knows what he's doing. Okay, moving on. Um, just really quickly, I wanted to ask you guys, and I'm not, I'm not asking you guys to say that this is about you specifically, but I'm asking you... <laughs> As a segment, <laughs> of, as a representative part of the population, are black men really still tripped up on quote unquote exoticals or exotic women or whatever you want to call it in fucking 2020? Can I answer this? Go ahead. The the dumbass ones are. Like the stupid ones are, like the shallow ones are, the ones who don't actually like women are. And when I say like women, like you like being around them. You like, like their personality. You like being with them. You like the right. benefits of women, but like standing up and liking them and learning from them. You don't actually like them. You like what they can do for you. Those dudes, yeah, they, they all into the exotics. Trey, I mean, and both of you move around in a sports world a lot where I think this is still highly prevalent. But obviously my question comes from 50 and Wayne being stupid. These two grown-ass, grown-ass, grown-ass people with grown-ass kids talking about... grown-ass people or grown-ass teenagers? Grown-ass something. They they <laughs> old. Let me say this. They're, these old-ass niggas who got grown kids talking about exotics like... It's 1999, and we're casting Hype Williams videos. I mean, Trey, um, what do you- so I, I don't think it's any age on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a mentality and the maturity, like you know, because um, it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of men that are not full, yeah, and they're constantly searching for whatever this great find is. You know what I mean? And obviously these tools such as Instagram and other social media <clears throat> allows you to kind of filter. And as Nas would say, excuse my language, the making of a perfect beat. Yeah. You know, you create that false sense of reality. You know what I mean? This right. quote unquote dream girl and, and lust is very heavy in this generation that again, uh, what Karen said, 
Did I say Karen? Karen? Karen. 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 Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So, Don't go um, bad. I call him Karen, and I know him for but six years. That <laughs> most most men are intimidated by the challenge. Most men are intimidated by strong women, and I even hate the stereotype. I even hate to use strong because I want right. to toss that out. You know what I mean? Like that's thank that's, you because that, I'm tired of being strong that, too. That, 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 that's that. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But overall, a woman that is actually ready to take care of home that can actually help you reach your full potential. And now it's like, Oh, I wanted to have this. I wanted to have this. I wanted to have this. I want to have this, but you're done with her after you've got what you got out of it. You know what I'm saying? And then also in a, you know, in 50 and Wayne situation, obviously they're, they're, they're older men, but a little bit younger, those dudes are working in the same circle because it's easy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when you see them, you're like, why are they still, why are they messing with that person who used to date with that person? Right. It's, it's easy because it's a comfortability. And, and it also, it, it but is it is also really like a trophy thing, right? Absolutely. Trophy wife is, is, is going to be around forever as long as we and I, have that. And I do get that. I think the thing that baffles me is this thought that like, okay, so I live in Washington Heights. Before I lived in Washington Heights, I lived in Inwood. For those who aren't familiar with New York, Inwood is where Dykeman Avenue is, which is where the Tahiris and the Santanas and and all of them, the Emily's, uh, Fab's wife, literally, they're they're just you just walk up the street and they just all there, like a whole slew of them, right? And this thought that like these, I guess for me, what is hard to to understand is this thought that like these women are. And I and know this to them, but that these women are somehow like unique and precious and rare and whatever. And it's like you go to certain neighborhoods, this and that. That's the whole block, you know. It's like it's it's all of them. So because I think Fifty says something about oh the girls be from the hood, and I'm like okay, but they're from the hood too. It's just a different, it's just a different hood. Um, I guess I was just surprised that right now in the midst of us, and I think I might've talked about this last week, in the midst of, or it might've been somewhere, in the midst of us asking white people to see us in our wholeness, the fact that we can still have these conversations about each other, right? Like in the middle of uprisings and literally just two weeks ago, like protect black women hashtag is trending. And we're actually having these conversations about say her name, not just say his name and really having trying to have a dialogue that, you know, 50 and Wayne get on a fucking interview. I was just astounded. I'm like, how y'all are too old. I and mean, like you said, there really isn't an age on it. It's a maturity level, but even Wayne's daughter was pissed off. Cause she's like, I'm not right. Re- I hate to say regular black girl, but you know what I mean? Like I'm, she's a brown skin black goes, woman and beautiful. It goes into like the whole conversation. I have people all the time about black male privilege Mm-hmm. that we don't talk about or a lot of us aren't aware enough as well. And it takes me back to um, if we're talking about respecting black women and giving y'all the just do that y'all have always deserved and still haven't gotten. Um, I remember that that very smart brothers article from a couple of years ago about how black men are the white dudes of black. Oh, yeah, black men. And, and, and it was like, yo, people got pissed, but I was oh, like. Oh, they were terrible. hot. They were so mad. I was like, you are. And they were even more mad when they realized the black man wrote it. Yeah, Yeah. because we are, but we never want to own it. And then we never want to use that privilege to help out the people that we should. And and I'm talking like in general, in mass. Um, And so when these conversations of colorism and the exotics come up, like this is a direct correlation to that. Right. Um, I do want to interject. Rob just sent this to me. So, quote unquote, breaking news that apparently... Yay did try to get on the ballot um, in Florida and a couple of other states as a third-party candidate, and it didn't happen for whatever reason. Oh, he needed to get a petition with a certain amount of voters. And um, I'm going to guess that it just got to be too overwhelming, and he didn't feel like doing all that shit. Uh, Oh, they were collecting signatures. Basically, it didn't happen, so this is not happening now. Well, I mean, if you're going to try to pull a Kanye... Florida is the place to try to do it because I'm still trying to figure out how 2004 happened. So mm, I at, mean, least he, at least he went to the right state if you're going to pull some bullshit when it comes right. to elections. 
Oh, and actually, he apparently finally registered to vote for the first time. So if that came, if, if his engagement in the actual civic process came out of this, that's a silver lining. But at the same time... Breaking news, Kanye West has reportedly dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> just saying. So, I mean, he tried. God bless him. Now everybody hopefully can shut up. I'm surprised he actually tried. To be honest, I still think there's a 2020 Vision album coming. I'm nah, not it was a, it was an album rollout. There's definitely an album coming, or at least a, a, a an alleged album coming. All right, Did um, Justin Timberlake just do a 2020 album 2020 in 2012. Experience. Yeah, yeah, the 2020 experience. You know, copyrights, whatever. It's he. I also don't believe that. You know, Kanye now. Kanye says the album's coming. Who knows if that's real? Like nobody knows what that means. Kanye Kanye albums are a social construct. And we point. still waiting on like cruel cold cruel summer too. Remember, we I'm not to waiting that? on anything from his. <laughs> I'm tapped out, all. so I don't even know. Yeah, I, I ain't waiting on not now. The last thing I was interested in listening to that Kanye was part of was literally Watch the Throne. I I tapped out soon after. I did. I, I did. I wasn't even in it. I wasn't even really. Watch the throne was twenty eleven. That was. I know. I wasn't even really in for my beautiful dark black twist. I just. I was. That out. was before that. That was before that. That, oh, was, that was before that. Okay. Well, yeah. Watch the throne was the last thing I was. I was in on. Wow. That was it, and I was over. I was over it immediately after. All right. Um. Finally, because I do think we're running kind of low on time, and I want to spend a little bit of time on this. Um. We've been to, there's been a lot of conversations this week about entanglements, right? <laughs> and I am I I do want to ask you guys your opinions lightly on the Will J to August thing. I'm of the opinion that the Smiths has told us in multiple different ways that they have a marriage that works for them in their own way. They've also told us because I do watch the Red Table Talk occasionally. Last year they did a whole Red Table Talk on their relationship, which is really worth mm-hmm. watching. The whole family did, which is really worth watching if you haven't seen it. Um, where they said then that there was a period where they basically broke up. Yep. They were each still on the property, but were broken up. And I want to say that their words were that they had to literally tear their marriage down and start all over again, and but like do it in a way that wasn't necessarily quote unquote conventional. But that would make sense for them. And they said that each of them had betrayed the other in every way imaginable. Um, but that at this point, like, they were in a place where, like, divorce was absolutely not an option. And Will has always been a person for whom he had the mindset that divorce was not an option. And now that he is once divorced, I'm sure that everything in him doesn't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But um, but now they they both said, like, divorce is, like, there is nothing either one of them could do where they're going to explore divorce as an option. So when August was, who, who, by the way, I know August, this is some real get off my lawn shit, but I know August primarily as like the boy who went into a coma from doing too much lean. Like that's my August. That's my August. I was seeing a reference. You're not even going to give him the, I love this shit. Like you ain't going to get this top 10 hit. You could have put a gun in my head. I couldn't have told you what August saying. Like legit, Damn. But legit. I'm sure I've heard it, but like, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I wasn't paying attention to all them lean boys. All I'm, them I'm, I'm there too. I, I can't, I can't yeah, tell you no, I none of his music. I respect him. No, he a legend. Mumble rap boys. <laughs> He's a legend. Well, and that was my so that was my question, right? Like conceptually, the creepiness because there is a creepiness of Jada, not so much fucking uh, you know somebody more than twenty, like half her age, literally, but of one of her son's friends, right? The way he was brought into the fold, there, there is a creepiness to that. But that's a or whole the other fact thing. that he's the same age as Trey. That's what I said, that his son, <laughs> like, yeah, that his son came, brought him into the fold, that, like, he's the same age as Trey, he's half her age. There's a, the, the age thing doesn't bother me so much as the nature of the relationship, the dynamic of the relationship, and him having come to them for help and guidance and whatever. There, There's something predatory there, that's a deeper conversation. But... Actually, I think that was the part about it that made the most sense to me, though. What do you mean? How as a, as a dude who has had multiple entanglements with older women, mm-hmm. look, when you are, are in, in multiple entanglements with, uh, I would say, involved to cover myself. Oh, okay. And, and involved in, in situations that may include jewelry. Um if you're, <laughs> if, you're, 
if if you're around and you know you're a young Thundercat and you got that savage look in your eye, and she's around and she ain't feeling the love and it's been a long time and she ain't been made to feel like a woman or held or complimented, right. it that throw all the age and all that other stuff out the way. Like it well, goes no, down. Like, the age stuff doesn't things, matter. So. It's the it's the age of stuff doesn't matter. I get that part. When it I said the nature when I lust. said the nature of the relationship, I meant the fact that August came into the family unit through Trey yeah. and to seek the Smith's help yeah. for whatever he was going through. That's what I meant by the nature of the relationship. I get the rest of that shit, but that's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, conceptually, I'm imagining, you know, like you just said, Trey, he's a legend, so there's a certain hat tip there. But he definitely wasn't ready. He definitely wasn't ready to handle this shit, like, at all. I don't think nobody is, honestly. Like, I mean, those are the situations that, obviously, whether it's myself you know, or anybody and you thinking like your dream, not even a dream woman, just being in the situation. And I always joke around that guys got it a little harder because you can't just pull up on a Beyonce in a club. You might get Jazzy Jeff by the security, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And when you get these opportunities, whether you, how the universe quote unquote sets this up, you know what I mean? It was kind of destined to happen, but, um, it was a few situations that bugged me out from that interview. Um, them having a nickname for him. Um, oh, Og. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. It was. It was. It was just a lot going, man. It was. It was so much. But I also look at it like people from New Orleans was like parading that because it's like, <laughs> all right, killer, you're 27, 28 years old. You might potentially get whatever streams you tried to get from this long ass album you put out. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think it's like 27 songs. Whatever. I ain't even press play. Good for him right. if he did get the streams, if everybody's still kind of lurking to see if there's any hidden messages in it. But mm-hmm. you hit you hit the Fresh Prince girl, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, no matter if you was loose lips, sink ships, whatever, you're a legend on the streets for that. You know what I mean? And But see, that that's but that's the problem for me, right? And maybe this is a perspective thing, but that actually is what bothers me about this. Like, if he if this rumor came out some other way other than August being the source. Correct. I might be like, do your thing then, August. It's the fact that he, like, with, like when the there was... The discretion about it. The discretion about it. Will and Jada have been married for over 25 years. They are in their 50s. And as much as rumors have flown about, there has never been any actual mess with them. Never any actual public mess. And a lot of people were saying that, like, Will still look pissed off in the interview. And I'm like, Will is pissed off that they have to have this conversation publicly because they don't, they don't do this shit, right? Like imagine being at this stage in your life and this stage in your career and this stage in your marriage and your kids have grown and y'all don't work through a whole bunch of shit and you've been in therapy and you've been split up and you've been back together. And it's like, you had to fuck with this little messy nigga here. We are wealthy Black, we are fucking mega celebrities. We have all the money in the fucking world. NDA's out the ass. And this little nigga got us sitting here putting our business on front street. Like, I would be hot, too. I would be hot, too. It's like, if, if like, I can't you, believe I, it's like, ooh, child, the ghetto. Like, why, why am I doing, like, why am I doing this right now? It's like if you were in a situation and somebody cheated and y'all went through y'all stuff and y'all got over it, but it was between y'all and then somebody found out, and then they made a movie about the affair, and they force you to watch it all over again. Right. And it's like, I, I did the work to get passes, but you making me rele- relive it, and now I got to relive it in public. And to Trey's point, like, Trey, Trey was very, very kind about August. What happened with August is he got lost in the sauce. Well, and yeah, I'm clear on that. lost in the sauce one time in that life. She put that grown thing lost. on him. He got <laughs> lost in the sauce publicly. And to Naomi, your point, the thing that has blown my mind is that old episode about the Red Table Talk you talked about mm-hmm. is the one I remember. And the part you didn't touch on is they told us. Because Jada literally said, if I got to be on one side of this house with somebody and you yeah. on the other side with somebody else, it don't matter. because." And they both said in unison, we in this thing together. Right. They literally told us a year ago that the jig was up 
And it's like, y'all, we got the NDAs. We don't have nothing y'all can tell us on. We've been transparent as we can be and letting y'all know and letting y'all connect the dots. But this little Keisha Cole here as dude came <laughs> off crying, snitching, right. being a chatty Kathy, and that's the one thing women hate about dudes right. is when you start yapping your mouth in public about what y'all did between them. Now, in private in conversation, right. but publicly, nah. I think men still don't understand how many of y'all miss up on the opportunity to get some ass or even possibly a relationship because we know that y'all can't keep your fucking mouth shut, right? Like, guys talk about how girls run their mouths, but women are really more sensitive to that. But in the case of, like, a Will and Jada, like, there is shit to lose. You know what I mean? Like, there's shit to lose. And and as much as people are joking about, like, Will is probably hurt that she was fucking August and all, I don't think Will you is hurt. heard about that. I think Will is like, bitch, this is an empire. You know what I'm saying? Like, you back, you got, you done brought the Baltimore back out. Like, come on, we on some Hollywood shit. Like, I think, I think that part is the part that, and it would be with me too. I would be like, we like, come on, man. We can't even, he ain't even, but I would also be mad at him. I know like August may not be healthy. He may be, I don't know, but I would also be like, yo, we let you into a circle that like nobody gains entree to, right? Like, you got to have a certain amount of money in the bank, your parents, somebody to even, like, come through this threshold. And this is how you act? Like, you do album promo off the back of it? I just can't respect that part because this was over years ago. So, I mean, at any rate, you know, prayers up for August Alcina. But you know, hey, the first time you get lost, the first time you get lost in the sauce, you do some things that you normally want to because that's what the sauce does to you. The other thing is, like, he's still commenting on it. Like, he retweeted, I want to say the Red Table Talk link and be like, nah, that ain't even what it was. But you know, go off though or something stupid. Like, I just want somebody to take the boy's phone. He's twenty seven as hell. <laughs> that's it. That's the best way you can put it. Because it's, hey, it's, it's some 33-year-olds worse than him, Naima. This is true. This is actually very true. It ain't, no, it ain't no real age on it. It's just right. how, how much you want to have the locker room talk and get that off. This is real. This is real. Um, So I want to, because we have not yet really gotten into music on the show in a real way since we started. So to close out tonight... Somebody asked me, and I noticed some other people like Brian Michael Cox put one out, um, an entanglement playlist. Like, what would be on your entanglement playlist? Um, and on the music sermon side, we actually already have, I actually already have a couple of them that are relevant. One is called um, a Dirty Mac and Playlist. So it's stuff. Yeah, like, I remember that one. That was yeah, good. stuff like Hey Lover from LL and yeah. The Things Your Man Won't Do with Joe. But then I also have a playlist that is classic R&B is problematic because adultery R&B in the 80s was an entire genre. It was an entire genre. Saving All My Love For You is about an affair. Part-time Lovers is about an affair. Secret Lovers, I mean, so that's Whitney, Part-Time Lover Stevie, about an affair. Sweet Thing Shaka, she's a side chick. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, if you really listen to them, they're beautiful songs. But if you listen to the lyrics... Coded Language. You'll be not even really coded. They're just melodic and gorgeous. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> piece, of, piece of my love by God. It's a bop. But this nigga's basically like, I can't be here on Thanksgiving because I have to be with the family and I'll see you. Please hush. No questions asked. Yeah, like you can have part of me because I'm not totally free. Can't tell you everything that's going on. You know, whatever. So I, I want to ask each of you, what would be on your entanglement playlist? I'll start with Trey because you're our guest. Uh, Trey Song's last time. Yeah, it's a yeah. great, it's a we great song. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> any, I mean, non-relatable or not, anytime I walk down a hotel room, that these hotel rooms is looking too familiar. <laughs> and then I do the I do the do rag pull off me <laughs> like, with the hoop shorts and yeah, the slide. There you go. Three X white tee. Yeah, there you go. The Jordan shorts. <laughs> Um, but um, it's it's so it's so many songs that's just really nasty I, out here. But that one comes to mind. Friends is kind of one too, to be honest with you. Oh uh, yeah, this nigga done made yeah. a career off some bullshit. Oh, for real, definitely. This goes into my speech. This goes into my speech. You have a speech. Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm 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 right there with Trey. Trey, last time from the male side, I think is the greatest 
entanglement song ever. One, because of the lyrics. Two, is because I actually lived that song for like three years, and it, that, that song has like a piece of me. But on the female R&B three side... Really long time. Listen, I, I, listen I'm a reformed fuck nigga, okay? I admit it. Uh, on the female side, R&B side, I think it's Escape Little Secret. Mm-hmm. And my speech is, I think the combination of Brian Michael Cox and Jermaine Dupree are the architects of the entanglement tools because you got that's because Jermaine is a fuck nigga. Yeah, but you got so Jermaine gave us little secret and confessions. Yep. And B Cox is his writing partner. He gives all these Trey songs and those two, if you going through something and doing some stuff you don't need to be doing. You probably listen to something that's been produced or written by (laughs) Michael Cox or Jermaine Dupree. But if you do, if you're listening to the classics, it might be L.A. and Face and Jimmy and Terry. They got some good ones. They got some good ones in the yeah. arsenal, too. I was speaking to more of a contemporary. The current. No, yeah. I get it. No, but you're right. But I, I think that, you know, now, what R&B now, it might really just be, you know, slide through, don't let your nigga know R&B instead of this is really a passionate love affair. Correct. You know, Secret Lovers was a fucking number one song. It's gorgeous. It's melodic. It's fantastic. It is beautiful. It is about an affair. You know, Atlantic Stars. Some of your aunts and uncles was like slow grinding to that joint. And it is literally like we we love we can't let go because we love each other so. So I think that if if they were to bring back not just side piece R and B but like full adultery R and B, like. I almost want to see that come back. Like, I want to see the love come back in the R&B, and that includes, indul- in, like, that includes affairs. That includes adultery instead of just side piece But shit. we still like, have, like, the the uh, come through cheat on your man artist. Because yeah. I, I have labeled that genre uh, fuck that nigga music. And leading <laughs> that genre is Bryson Tiller, Ty Dolla Sign, The Dream has been doing this since I Love Your Girl. Um, those oh, yeah, are he's the king of that shit right yeah, there. Yeah, like, Bryson Tiller, The Dream, and Ty Dolla, like, yeah, no one, and some little Chris Brown, and, and maybe a little Drake more is like, cheat on your dude for me and make it sound as good to be able to just, like, play this song for her, and she might think about it. Like, they lead that. But in terms, like you're saying, like, full affair songs, yeah. we haven't had full affair songs since... What confessions? Because uh, uh, Usher was going through it. He 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 was going. I know through y'all it. don't say that one ball head nigga on y'all. Oh, he ain't ball, dude. Is he ball? Oh, the download, download. Yeah, download was crazy. Download got his was ass a, beat. Got... The, the remix or the original? Oh, Either both or. Of them. Download but was. Did you a... call him the ball head? That ball nigga. That's all. I I, that's all I give you. I don't want to say his name because Siri might accidentally play that nigga song. So he's just a ball nigga. I get. I, me and Karin have talked about him a lot, but I get so mad sometimes, and I'm just like, I like the catalog. Some of the catalog is so great, and it's just like I can't even. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't do it. I can't even do it. I would love to do it. I can't even do it. But yes, download was a. I mean, come on, Ron. Ooh, what a great story. What a great Fancy story. from the Jamie Foxx video, Lila. Garcelle. Yeah, I mean, it was just a whole storyline. Like, a whole storyline. Dramatic. For a couple of weeks, I want you to take care of Lila. Niggas in the middle of the, middle of the desert. Cars in formation. It was just <laughs> dramatics. Oh, my gosh. That was fantastic. Wheel the wheelchair in. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. All right. That um, I think that's our time. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. we'll see what we got on deck for next week. I'm not even going to speculate. But in the meantime, like I said before, thank you guys for listening. Please remember, we're new. We're still, you know, we're still evolving here. So by all means, please subscribe. Please rate. Please share. Please comment. Hit us with your comments. Continue to do so as you guys have been. Um, and let us know what you would like to hear us talk about. And Trey, again, thank you for coming. Thank you, guys. This for is like me. my little rotating house party as I'm slowly getting more furniture into the quote unquote house. Um, and you guys tune in to Trey's uh to this okay, tell me what this is called again. Growing up the same. Growing up the same. I knew it was something the same. And and I know we're running just a little bit over time, but what inspired it? 
That's what I wanted to come back to. So obviously, uh, originally I started just on some quarantine stuff, just getting to talk to some buddies and stuff, like unloading my uh, contacts. And I was mm-hmm. having these conversations, like pretty much opening the conversations up on Instagram, letting these celebrities to other people um, experience their upbringing. And most people that were tuning in was like, hey, I did that too. You know what I mean? And it was kind of right. normalizing the celebrity like, hey, they put their shoes on just like you. They've had these same experiences just like you. You have the same 24 hours. And then also, although this success, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? And it's been valid, valid, valid information. Uh, this mm-hmm. week we have Dom Kennedy. Um, okay. So that should be pretty fun because obviously most people only know him for his mixtapes and rap. And yeah. we're going to talk about, you know, his life, baseball and, you know, some other stuff that people might not know about him. What was, what was your advice to your 18-year-old self? <laughs> uh, don't max out your credit card. And uh, <laughs> nobody cares what you wear. At 18? Yes, they do. Okay, maybe it They're going to be the there, though. I mean, you know, I was putting right. a lot of energy into Jordans and never missing a release. Were. We all were. <laughs> At 35, yeah. I ain't even wore shoes since quarantine. Right. <laughs> I'm a crock right. boy right now. They're, aren't they comfortable? That's a whole nother conversation. I, I resisted them for a long time. Um, What would be, Carl, what would be your advice to your 18-year-old self? Um, it would be that the college that you thought the two colleges you thought you were going to, you weren't. And that when you do get to the college that you're going to wind up going to, I would tell myself to get involved with uh, student government association. That's some one thing I wish I would have did. Mm-hmm. And that your girlfriend at the end of, uh, at the end of your freshman year is crazy. And you should have stayed away from her from the first day that you met her. Got a lot. Okay. You got a lot to say. So maybe like a better sense of discernment. Let's listen. Yes. yes, make better choices. Okay, mine to myself would have been to not let my boyfriend keep me from going on semester abroad, um, or or from doing anything else that I felt like I wanted to do in college. Um, all right, thank you guys for listening. This has been Wednesday service. Uh, we will see you next week. And Good put night. on the mask. Yes, put on the mask, Jesus, please put on the masks, please, so I can see my mama before 2021, maybe. Yeah, God. <laughs> Put a mask on. New Zealand has gotten rid of coronavirus. <laughs> this is what happens when you wear your mask and you stay your ass in the house. Put on a mask and we can go out and play. That's <laughs> good night. The end. Good night. Thanks, everybody.